0: Gentlemen, greetings. I am ready to begin the. Uh, I'm ready to begin the 42nd episode of uh, my blog, the Beloving Imaginer, and this one is going to be devoted to the same book as uh, the previous uh, um, episode, 41, namely High Five. The William Shakespeare beat is back. 400 newly written poems prove it the thesis of today's presentation is that um when you boycott shakespeare's iambic pentameter and one and two and three and four and five which he used in all of his plays the plays of the greatest verse writer in the history of the world uh, when you boycott that you also boycott the meter of John Keats, who loved equally the and one and two and three and four and five in his uh, six odes, which are among the best loved odes in the English language. So what I want to show you today is that if you revive the Shakespeare beat and you bring it back, you can bring back the the Keatsian beat as well and start writing odes like the famous Ode on a Grecian Urn. Let me uh, give you just the first uh, stanza of that, just to recall in case you may not have it in mind right off, Ode on a Grecian urn. He wrote this to a Greek vase that he saw in the British Museum. I also toured the British Museum and saw lots of these. Thou still unravished bride of quietness, thou foster child of silence and slow time, sylvan historian who canst thus express a flowery tale more sweetly than our rhyme. What leaf-fringed legend haunts about thy shape? Of deities, or mortals, or of both? In Tempe, or the dales of Arcady? What men or gods are these? What maidens loath? What mad pursuit? What struggle to escape? What pipes and timbrels? What wild ecstasy? He gets you really worked up over it. Well, I like that, and I... Uh, in my poem 362, have written the first of my original Keatsian odes, using his favorite meter, and I call it Ode on Weather Theatre. Here we go. The folk who whisked the shakespeare beat away the keats achievement too had swept aside but i the latter's canticle would play and gladly with his oaten flute abide you told of spring that yet unravished bride and then of summer's bold full-throated tone whence followed autumn swelling ripening next agnes eve when sprites the chill deride the seasons, each to you, endearing grown, you made me love and taught me how to sing. Shakespeare is, or a, a, a rather, Keats is a very seasonal, seasonally minded poet. He, each of his odes is set in a different season. And uh, uh, here I pay tribute to all of his seasonal odes by talking about weather in, in my hometown of Vestal in upstate New York, where we get all the seasons in a single day. In this half-rural town of mine, I'd, of mine I'd say, Of divers times the wonders might be tied, How often, all within a single day, Recalling you, I've no delights denied, But rather all the four have glorified, They're better altogether, not alone. We rise upon imagination's wing, In whom your noble vigour never died, The skill The sky might brave in sight, Or grieving groan. But praising, loving, Fears away I fling. We'll prize the drama. Revel in the sway, And swing our mental net throw far and wide. Solstitial, equinoctial moods portray, With mask of comedy supplied, Our elemental friends that sang and sighed. The harvest happiness, the lover moan, The bride awaited, blooms in garlanding. The winter crystal, light that gloom belied, the thunderstorm that trees had overthrown, our season theater's a wonder thing. Now comes Ode on Verse Pedagogy. Pedagogy just means um uh, theory of teaching and learning. How do you... Th- teach best and learn best, and my suggestion is a simple one. Don't just keep analyzing Keats's poems. Assign the student to write one, and you'll get uh, f- much farther in a fraction of the time. Exaggerated veneration might be Jekyll, with a secret hide as well. Keats' Grecian urn gets analyzed all right, But holds the pupil captive in a spell. Beyond perfection, languid fate befell The hearers of the tribute, who would try To emulate what couldn't be surpassed? One writer a contrasting tale would tell. If you should persevere, a bluer sky, You'll see when you succeed and cry, at last! An emulator spies a brighter light, And hears from higher dome a spryer bell Than imitators, whom no cries invite, The model much respected to excel. Yet rivals no disheartening may quell, Fine goal in sight, you'll get there by and by. If grace of many trials be amassed, Fierce drive the comrade-athlete can impel To hear the hero-maxim do or die, The weary by the strivers are outclassed. If you would exercise a greater might And feel release from timid prison cell, Recall that you yourself determine quite What heaven you imagine? or what hell? The ocean-roaring heard in spiral shell, the daunting doubt of taunter will belie, and conquer what aspersion might be cast. It is an inner sea where echoes dwell, that hugely amplified in ear imply the blood rush of your heart. Friend, that is vast." In other words, if starting out to imitate and rival Keats in odes writing, your f- suffering may be a little lack of confidence. Think about that uh, seashell that supposedly uh, duplicates for you the ocean sound. It doesn't duplicate any physical sound of oceanic water. What you're hearing is the sound of the blood rushing in your ear, greatly amplified through the echo chamber structure of the shell. That's an amazing, wonderful thought. It means, in other words, that uh, the, they told you that the sea was in the shell. The sea is not in the shell. It's inside you. That's a power thought. And uh, now let's try something a little different. I call this one Ode on Words New Wrought. Along with words recaptured from the past, I favor those that we today invent. In language, let them have a chance to last, like those that we revived with fond intent. New feelings may arise, new words are meant, To give them shape within a word song tune, And each may by itself an artwork be. A new embodiment may too be lent To just emerging thought, a concept boon, an aid in gaining versatility. To buy a word song book, or read one through, from start to finish, I would have to say is not a thing that people often do, and that may be a problem. Thus one day I felt I needed to invent a way to ease transition, prelude made of prose, a vehicle superb to introduce in format of a blog what might convey familiarity, and if a reader chose to try the facing page, it might unloose imaginative freedom in the mind. The reader might a hearer come to be, and in the versing that the folk would find, a lust arise for verbal melody. A bagatelle, borrowed from the French, refers to music we would entertaining, light, or sprightly call. I blent the word with blog in blogatelle to mark an innovative genre. See? I made a trendy entry, after all. My new-named blog would cast a lyric spell. I looked up Blogatel on uh, the internet, and I discover I am cited as one of the new users of the new word. Omnipotent? Now here we have another new word I'm about to invent. Omnipotent, omniscient, we've heard. All-powerful, all-knowing, one is told. Describe the Lord Almighty, each a word. Well known, yet I decided. I'd be bold, a novel term I in a work inscrolled, to help describe a potent Sufi thought I much admired of Ibn Arabi, a novel world of thinking he'd unfold, when omnifingency to mind he brought with great significance for poetry. Essential being never can be known, but by imagining be partly caught in glimmer gleam and fragment random thrown about the universe we're rightly taught by our imaginings and these alone we live in an imagined world a dream that being ultimate being, what's called God, fashioned with a poet's sigh, a lover it had solitary grown, so worlds in its poetic breath would teem, where creatures would return the love brought nigh. This is Sufi thought of Ibn Arabi that I borrow from. He thinks that not only did God breathe life into Adam, God was a lonely lover, and he breathed he heaved a huge melancholy sigh, but it was the sigh of a poet, the all-imaginer, the omnifingent. And in that all-imagining sigh uh, w- were was the power to give life to those creatures whom he imagined as being worthy to love and to love him back. We call it Lord, this all-imaginer. And of that Lord will ever be a part, The omnifingent, so I would prefer to name it, One imaginative heart, are it and we, Imaginings the start of poet-wisdom. In its likeness made, our soul and source Will both remain unknown, the world's one love-song our poetic art, will burdens of the lover-god unlaid and thus returning love. We're not alone. Well, those are three uh, odes that I wrote uh, in my first group of half a dozen. I actually wrote seven more after that to prove that the first six were not simply a, a gift of luck. And so in from my second group, I also have a couple of samples for you. Uh, poem three, 76 is called Odan Shmura Matza. Here I turn from Sufi thought to, uh, uh, jewish thought uh shmura means uh, uh, preserved watched over kept uh, secure protected guarded observed shmura matzah is made in a super primitive style for absolute fidelity to the way the ancient jews made them when they were in a super hurry to get out of egypt and so uh, i was sent one uh, when i got covid I didn't rather get Covid. I got something that I was afraid would be interpreted that way. It was a sore throat. I didn't want to uh, um, dismay the other guests or frighten them at the Seder, so I quarantined myself and lo and behold they sent me all, all the food I'd need for the ceremony plus the special gift of a Shemura Matzah. The scene and taste and texture of a food will intertwine sensation with our thought. The memories combined may be endued With strength to make us feel we've just been brought, To re-become the child on whom had wrought, Those deep impressions working underneath, Our lives by power far beyond our will, The Easter cake that Proust consumed had taught, The man a state of being to bequeath To readers, let the taste your spirit fill. Not having had my second Pfizer shot to keep the threat of COVID plague away, I found a meal delivered friends had sought to help me with my Seder plate today. First night of Pesach, major role would play the guarded Matzah, watched unleavened bread, remindful of what fleeing Jews would bake and had to eat in haste. My gift will stay, A presence in my memory, I said, A treasured lesson I from this will take. The hand-made matzah, round, not square, is flat, But not entirely. Parts will fall, will rise, When temperatures vary. Add to that the blacker bubble shapes Which meet the eyes. What might seem flawed, however, don't despise. The matzah's thinner, crunchier, more fresh, more primitive, dry, simple, and more right. I'm done with strawless bricks and tyrant lies. My long-gone past and present intermesh. Oh, first and perfect shmura matzah, night. Now let's see what I wrote. Oh, here's a good one. 377. This is called Ode on Dead Languages. Free versers all, when Shakespeare you're ignoring, you also, did you notice, Vito Keats, all classic meter banished, such outpouring of passion captured in iambic treats, from prosifier's work no hearer greets. You're really keen on classic kinds of writing, I more than once have recently been told. What's classic in my versifying feats? Dead language, as if Latin I were citing. Since metric form is lifeless, it is old. The Charms of work that's earlier are slighted, When Rumi is removed from all we know, Of sweetly metered music, unexcited and cold, We cannot feel the spirit glow. The dark-voiced ocean, its Homeric flow, Abandons, tidal rhythm gone, rejected, No six-beat dactyl surges on the shore, My castigating tones, get boring, though, Instead of noting what has been neglected, I'll tell you something lovers can adore. Write books of interviews you choose a poet say Keats or Shakespeare learn their metric lore and then apply it well before you know it a sudden rush of life-blood you'll restore in Shakespeare songs one hundred fifty-four i answered with my own the bard of avon on facing pages heard my bold replies West-East Divan presents one mentor more. In Persian versing Goethe proved a maven. We traded poems, I decision-wise. Dead languages indeed. Now I do uh, for my last and uh, uh, shall we say triumphant and uh, cel- celebrating type poem, uh, an ode to a cup. I borrow this idea from, it's a simple idea, but remarkably profound, I think. Uh, the idea is simply that every religion, including every metaphor, symbol, metaphor, uh, or parable, emblem, uh, likeness, similitude, every religion is a cup for holding the spirit, which is the water in the cup. Spirit, water, is conveyed in a religion cup, but the water is not the cup as practised knower of the manifold, a practised knower of the manifold is what this writer would desire to be. Uh, my wish had I in grecian wording told for polynostic sudden came to me. Uh, I didn't know whether I should call what I should call myself uh, when asked what my religion was, because I simply believe in the boundless and the beating heart, and they are connected by breathing. And I, the practice of my religion is deep breathing and thinking about it. And so I invented a, a new word for a for a new and unspecified religion. Polynostic means the many knower, a person who knows a lot of things from a lot of places. Simple as that. Claimed then a Sufi mage, advisedly, an image, emblem, legend, symbol, myth, religion, scripture, likeness, metaphor, is nothing but a cup wherein we see an aid for drinking spirit water with. A shaping vessel into which you pour the purity of spirit that it may Acquire attractive form, be lent a hue to help you grasp the meaning That today can match the comprehension skill which you have gained. What thought of self and world is true right now? Although the morning tide may bring, or noontime panic drop, or evening sky unveiled to young and unsuspecting view, A monster wonder, custom shattering, And leaving mind with shocked but wider eye. In other words, you never know what's coming next So the real meaning of believing is beloving. New cup may grant a new identity, A pilgrim station made for one alone, Where you might live a while and feeling free, Until the vision next to come be shown. A state of grace, or yearning lover moan, One cannot know, yet poets have a gift, To make more cups to seek her soul appear, When fit for stranger mystery one's groan. Supernally may, PURER SPIRIT LIFT WHEN YOU YOURSELF THE WATER BLESSING HEAR. THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR LISTENING TO ME.